Welcome to the Promenade With Me podcast, a weekly show designed to empower and entertain young women. Each of the four series aims to uplift and inspire you to live your best life. One, a walk with me, untold stories and new insights. Two, leap and reap, a masterclass to help you succeed in life. Three, wise words, bite-sized monologues. Four, and you, me, and a pot of tea, what young women are talking about. So are you ready, ladies? Let's take a walk. I recently came across a quote on Instagram that read, fall in love with taking care of yourself in mind, body and spirit. How true is this? Nobody can really make us feel happy until we're happy with ourselves first. Only then can we open our hearts and minds to finding our ideal partner. It's just the way it is. Somebody who knows all about this is a woman who's about to reveal her entire life on national television, and all for a good cause. Her name is Emma Wynn, a radio announcer and youth worker based in Melbourne. Emma is one of four women taking part in a brand new Australian-based reality TV show called The Single Wives. This time next week, it will premiere on Channel 7. So what is it all about? Well, essentially, it's a dating show which highlights the dramatic, emotional and romantic transformation of these four incredible women, Sheridan, Sunny, Nikki and, of course, Emma, who are all searching for their second chance at love post their divorce. Throughout the show, they're coached by world-renowned life and dating coach, Matthew Hussey, all whilst being supported by their host, radio broadcaster Fifi Box. It's a reality TV show like no other. So today on the Promenade With Me podcast, you're going to hear Emma's story to date, and it's a goodie. It's fair to say that Emma is one incredible 28-year-old who's been on one huge relationship roller coaster. However, since being on the show, her whole life has been transformed for the better. And so in this interview, Emma and I chat about Matthew Hussey and his incredible role on the show, how The Single Wives is going to inspire women across the country, what life is really like filming a reality TV show, Emma's story and faith journey, Matthew Hussey's dating advice no matter your age, and finally, we will all find out how we can become stronger and wiser. This is one fantastic episode. Enjoy. For the first time ever on the Promenade With Me podcast, I'm interviewing an upcoming reality star, a reality star with a huge heart who I've actually known for for some time now. And I'm so excited about this journey that she's about to embark on. The whole of Australia and those around the world, if they choose to watch it, will be able to see her love life unfold as she gives romance a second chance on the Single Wives, an upcoming show on the Channel 7 network. And today I'm chatting with her herself. Her name is Emma. Emma Wynn, and she is a legend. Hi, Emma. Hi, G. You're so sweet. That was such a lovely introduction. That's the best one I think I've ever had in my life. Oh, the the best. The best introduction. Well, that's amazing. I'm really excited about it. Have you ever been interviewed on a podcast before? 
You know, I don't think I have. I've worked on radio, so I've done a lot of the interviewing. Yeah. But I don't think I've actually been interviewed on a podcast. So this is the exciting. first time. Go gentle. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be gentle. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that this show hasn't aired yet. But we know that once this show goes up and everyone's googly eyes are watching the show, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of interviews. So think of this as a training ground That's of a- you as being an interviewee on the yes, other side. That is a great point because it yeah. has been a bit daunting, the idea of publicity. Because um, as I said, like I've been in the media world for a little while, but I usually do the interviewing. It's so very different being on the other side. It is so different. Yeah. you know. And I've done a few interviews so far, but um, yeah, I'm still getting used to it. So You've thanks done for having me though. <laughs> I'm absolutely. I love I love your Pleasure. podcast and I love you. Like you said, we've known each other for quite a few years. Yeah. I think you were probably you were like my boss at some stage in the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I you actually, it's yeah. kind of you that got me started, really. Look, you have to thank me for yeah. your media career. The yeah. only reason why you're going on TV is because of me. Nothing else, no other person. No, I'm joking. I think that's fairly true, though. <laughs> and look, in all honesty, it's been a real pleasure for work, working with you in the past. And yeah, for those who don't Thanks, know, um, Emma and I both worked on 89.9 Light FM in Melbourne. I was a producer and also did a bit of presenting uh, through The Breakfast Show. Yeah. Uh, and you were also doing a lot of presenting, which started initially out on The Breakfast Show as yeah. well. Yeah. So there you go. Look at us now. Look at us. <laughs> Come so far. Come so far. Now, this particular interview, I'm really excited about it because I've had lots of chats with people in the past, life coaches, people talking about confidence, motivation, et cetera, et cetera, whether it be in careers or so forth. But I haven't actually spoken to somebody purely about relationships. self-worth like more so about romance too Mm. I don't think we've ever had a discussion and I know you have learned a lot about this stuff being on this show you've worked uh with the show on the show with um Matthew Hussey yeah that's right yeah the number one dating expert in the world yes yes he is phenomenal. He's great. And he it's funny, when I saw the promos come out advertising him as a dating expert, I thought, oh, he's going to hate that. He doesn't like <laughs> because, being known as that. No, because so much of what he does is it's so much more um, rounded than just dating. So Matthew comes from a real place of know your value and understand your worth and live from that place. And dating is sort of like a branch of that. An offshoot. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he was fantastic to work with. He gives such practical advice. Um, and you sort of listen to him talk to you about what to do in terms of going on a date and you sort of go oh yeah duh <laughs> like why didn't I think of that that's such a good point you know but he, he's able to communicate it in such a relatable way um, that it, it, it can be overwhelming at times putting it into practice but at the same time um, it's it seem it just sounds like such common sense what he's saying it makes so much sense so he was um, he was great to work with a real lot of fun I can imagine because I think even if you look at our social media or anything like that and you see motivational quotes or if you look at a life coach and read a little bit about what they're what they're trying to teach these things we I as you said we deep down we do know them but it's that we do need a reminder yes exactly that's why all these motivational quotes and life coaches are so in vogue because we are constantly searching for the best way to do something or the best way to go about a particular exercise or if it's you know dating dating someone or you know finding your inner confidence and absolutely whatever yeah and I think when it comes to dating all of those 
things are scrutinized in a way within yourself, you know, your own self-worth, your own self-image, your own inner confidence. You know, that's an area in life where you probably, you want to be feeling good in those areas. You want to be feeling confident and that you've got a good positive self-image, you know, to be able to go out and date. So in terms of what Matthew does, I think it's incredibly relevant what he does and he, he communicates it in a really wholesome Wholesome, wholesome good way. way, yeah. I did some Googling on him. Oh, did you? I did. I stalked <laughs> his website. Look at you being all professional. Because <laughs> I, I love this video that he did. And it was a bit of a promo video advertising one of the things that he does. I don't know. Some life coaching. <laughs> and he said in his video, and I and I loved it, because I think, as you said, it's very relatable. And and dating, once again, is an offshoot of, of um, living a great life. Mm. But he said here, the key to having a great love life is to have a great life in the first place. To build a lifestyle people want to be a part of yes. and to be a person people want to know. Yes. So I guess that's a lot of what you learned by working with him. Yes, absolutely. So he's all about, and I think this is what, um, I don't even think the producers realised, we didn't realise as the, what they call you, the talent. <laughs> and I say that in the most humble, modest way possible. Um, we, us four girls, didn't realise going into it. I don't even think the producers knew just how much depth this show would actually have because... What Matthew does is he does, he comes from that place of, you know, build your life up. Like your your worth isn't based on another man or being in a relationship or being in love. You create your life to be so amazing that when you meet someone, they're just going to come and be a part of that. But also they're going to want to be a part of that because mm-hmm. you have got this fabulous life. And it doesn't mean that everything's fancy and wonderful It all never the time. is. Because it never Even if is. You're... I was going to say Donald Trump, but that is not a good example. Let's go with Oprah. She's Let's go much with better. Oprah. Let's go with Oprah. We'll go with Oprah. <laughs> exactly. Even if you're Oprah, you know, but it's about having purpose in your life and actually mm. having a life that you love and not. Ha- and this is one of the things that all four of us girls actually really struggled with during filming is that it was five weeks of filming and all we did for five weeks was, was well, a lot of inner work and self-development, but also dating. And really, in, in your real life, dating is just one area of your life. You've got your job. You've got your friends you've got you know your own personal things that you're doing your your hobbies you know your your pets and all kinds of things like you've got you've got this well-rounded life and dating just sort of fits into it and I know for me I got to like week three and a half and I said to Matthew I was sitting on the couch with him and I said I'm so over this <laughs> I just said because it's, it's 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 a almost oh, like an intense situation yes. where everything's happening at once which in yeah. reality wouldn't be the case that's exactly right yeah. and it's sort of like in a way you, there was like was like all of your purpose every day was this dating like it was going on dates <laughs> it's like I'm like, more than just dating <laughs> people basically I said that to him I said I don't want the country to think I'm just some desperate, you know, <laughs> wanting to fall. Like, oh, my life's really full. I've got a really joyful, full yeah. life. And, and you, you do, know, you I do. think that's what we all sort of struggled with in a way during filming was that idea of our lives was, you know, dating for five weeks, like yeah. intensively. Yes. It was intense, you know. It was like a boot camp. It really was. It was a boot camp. And Matthew, let me tell you, he is, you know, a very handsome, charismatic, lovely man. Is he single? He's not single, sadly. Yeah, I know. It's a, that's a pity because I, I, he is quite attractive. He is I mean, qu- good for him to have someone in his life. I mean, Absolutely, beautiful. yes. Very happy for him. And I, I said that to him. I'm very happy that you've you've. But also very sad for you. <laughs> you know, 
you miss out. But he's very, you know, he is he's this lovely guy. He's very handsome and he's gentle. But at the same time, he's brutal. Like, he's not backwards and coming forwards. And so mm. he gave us four women a lot of home truths about ourselves that we weren't expecting him to pick up with us or to talk I'm about scared to see what he'll say him. about me. Oh, it's like he <laughs> just, I felt like he'd known me for years. Mm. I was like, he's what gifted. background info have you got on me? Because yeah. it was just like he knew a lot of my inner demons, you know, mm. and that's some of the stuff that we sort of pulled out and dealt with on the show, which, again, I wasn't expecting to do yeah. on national television. But, you know, <laughs> why Everyone's going to get to know you a little bit more. So the show is called The Single Wives. Can you tell us a little, little bit about what the show is all about? Yes. So it is four women um, who have lost love in the past, so whether that be through... And all um, Australian. All Australian. All Australian women. So there's myself, Sunny, Nikki and Sheridan. Um, and it's funny because I sort of like to think of the four of us as, you know, it's a bit sex in the city. And they, the, the four of our personalities <laughs> sort of fit in with the four women on sex who in the city. Who are you? Well, funnily enough, I'm Carrie. Oh, <laughs> the best one. The best Which, one. But my hair doesn't curl as well as her. Like, well, that's, that's why you've got thing. curlers for, well, you know, true. rollers. I mean, seriously. That's true. It's the right decade <laughs> to try and be Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> but it's just, it's funny how our personalities sort of all align with those those four characters but it's it's so essentially all four of us have lost love in the past I'm divorced and so it's about us getting like getting back on back in the market back you know if we want to fall in love again you know I don't have children I want to be a mum but you are a mum. I am of a mum. Of a fur baby. Yes, I do have my dog, Kobe. So you're right. I am a mum. I should remember that. What is he? Golden Retriever? <laughs> he's a golden retriever. Yeah, yeah he's go- absolutely gorgeous. So it's the four of us women who we're looking for love again. And we've all been incredibly hurt in the past. And we've, you know, shut that chapter, shut that door of that chapter in our lives. And we're ready to get back out there and actually learn how to date and learn how to, um, you know, get over the hurt of the past and be ready to start in a fresh new relationship again. So... I think a lot of women watching this show will learn a lot about dating but also about themselves Um, and I hope women who have been divorced or who have lost a significant love in their life can really feel hope from our stories and from what this show um, is going to be. And I love how you say that because there has been a lot of reality TV in the past I know so many different ones that try to help you find love um, from The Bachelor yes. to what's the other one? Married, Married at First Sight. Sight. Then there's yes. the seven year switchy yes. one or whatever. Love Island. Love Island. And then there's yeah. another one as well where, oh, first dates. Oh, first dates, yes. And then yes. there's another one I think, mar- getting back with your ex. Yes. I mean, that's there's so true. many. There's, there's quite a few. <laughs> there's, quite a few. <laughs> there's a lot. But from the sounds of it, this is going to be very different mm. to every other dating show that's out there because it seems that, not saying the other's unwholesome, I mean, mm. in some degrees, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but this one is, it sounds like they're really focused on the four of you to figure out who it is that you are and and find that inner confidence. And once Mm. you're feeling comfortable, then Mm. you can open yourself up to finding the one that's right you know yes, and that's exactly. really that's really great yes it's this and, I, and this is why I hope people don't look at it and go oh another reality love dating show like what a load of bull because it is such a different show like it is it is like nothing else that's on Australian television at the moment and I think it's needed in Australian television because people are sick of the drama people are sick of women fighting with each <laughs> other and competing with each other like that's not the sisterhood you know no, no. this show there is none of that us four girls are the best of friends and we 
support each other from day one, right, still now, yeah. <laughs> through, after filming, you know. That's awesome. All, like, through all areas of life. And none of you knew each other beforehand, right? None of us knew each other. We met on camera. Yep. So the episode one, yep, yep, we met on camera in wow. the mansion. Yeah, so we did not know each other from a bar of soap. And I was most nervous about the other women because I, I thought not even the men that we were going to meet and date. Mm-hmm. I was more nervous about who are these girls? the other women and yep. who are they and will we get along and I don't, you know, because I didn't want to be a part of anything that wasn't wholesome. Yeah. Sure. Which I was, I was reassured by the producers that it was going to be a good, heartfelt show. So awesome. I wasn't too nervous. But yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised once I met all, four, all awesome. the other three. Yeah. Awesome. And you mentioned Mansion. Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about where you actually lived? Because yes. by the sounds of it, the word mansion sounds <laughs> lavish and luxurious. Look, my life for five weeks was not reality. <laughs> Even though it was reality TV because we lived, and you'll see it on the show, so yeah. a lot of filming is done in the house, in the mansion. Mm. Um, it was this incredible house in Mossman in Sydney. And I love that area. It's a beautiful oh, area it is divine. It is so stunning. And so we lived in the house um, for the five weeks of filming. Uh, and we had the pool. We had full access to the whole entire house. The gallery was set up in the um, in the garage for all the produce, all the screens and all By the gallery, stuff. you mean that that's where the where the te- well the, the crew, crew and, and all the that production yeah, it worked. worked. Yep, yep. yep. Did they um, sleep in the mansion as well? No. So we had a producer with us the whole time. So it was like we were being babysat. <laughs> <laughs> so we had house producers who were with us who would stay in the house with us. Did you mansion. have your own producer, each of you? Yes, we all had our own producer. Yep. So we had our own individual producers and then we had a house producer as well. And yep. then you have, there's an art department team, then there's senior executive producers and there's people from the network. So How many people? Oh, on a day-to-day basis on set filming, there's probably 30, 30 people, That's I'd say. 30 to 40, yeah. On yeah. top of the four of you? On top of the four of us. Wow. So you've got lighting, you've got sound, you've got cameras... Um, the producers and that's a thing with TV as well I don't think we understand because I certainly didn't the amount of work that goes into TV so often you sit there and you're scrolling on your phone or you're cooking dinner putting the washing out you know whilst the TV's on in the background and there is just so much work the cameramen the cameras they have to carry it's unbelievable they'd, like, they'd have very good muscles oh, on their arms they were yes. I mean some of us wanted them to be on our dates just quietly <laughs> we had one who was, whose name's Dan and we called him very hot unavailable dad Dan because he was the father of four children happily married to a wife of 20 years <laughs> but he was gorgeous that's so funny <laughs> i love it well you know he'd be like sorry ladies i'm taken and his and Pretty his much. wife would have said look you're working with four eligible women you must film them from a distance and not where you go use the zoom don't go too close <laughs> that's what zoom's for that's why you've got a good camera use it use it that's great so it sounds like a use as you said you know, even though you're filming reality TV, it's not reality. Because, of course, you live in this amazing mansion. Yes. Did you have people cooking for you? We did a, we did a lot of cooking ourselves. So that was that part was reality. We did our own washing. That part was reality. I would have thought they would have had cooks, cleaners. No, they were cleaners. And they'd sometimes, because the crew and production all get catering, so that we'd jump in on that half the time as well. So yeah. it was sort of a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag of us doing the cooking or we'd eat while we were out on the dates. Yeah. Or we'd, you know, have it. Have well, I'm glad they served real food on your Dates. Yes, That's yes, there was real food. Some of the dates, oh, I was starving. Like, and it's this mix of between like I don't want to be scoffing my face on national television, and also I'm on a date, so I don't want to be eating. That's, like, that is such a weird circumstance of, of, of oh, feeling to so have weird. because you're not. I mean, I'll go back um, to a moment that I'll never forget, <laughs> and it was when I was eating.
eating a toasted sandwich, which yep. is not the most messiest thing you no, can eat, yeah, although yeah. it is cheesy. So yeah, it's true. The and the crumbs. The yep. crumbs. And it was one of my first dates with um, my now husband, Brendan. And I remember I was so paranoid about eating it. I barely touched the toasted sandwich because yep. I didn't want him to ask me questions with my mouth full or <laughs> yes. make him think that I was a bit sloppy in the way I ate. Yes. So you can imagine having a camera and knowing that the mm-hmm. whole of Australia is going to watch you eat and you're trying to impress someone and you want to eat because you're starving. That's right. That's exactly. a lot to think about. Because you don't want to be hangry on a date, <laughs> you know. And, and Angry some, and hungry just don't go hand in hand. They don't go hand in hand. So it was there was quite a bit of juggling. There's a lot that you're thinking about whilst you're on camera still wanting to just be your natural, <laughs> normal self, which you are because yeah. five weeks of filming, you're going you're to be you're going to you be got to be, exactly, because you <laughs> no. can't, yeah, maybe the first couple of days you're a bit anxious, but after that you just... Oh, it beca- and you forget the cameras nature. are there. You yeah. do, you forget that they're there. Do the cameras... Are they really up close or are they at a really far distance So to give you that privacy? Because that's the thing, you're dating. So mm. did you feel like you had some of that? It depend, It depended on the shot. So I think for, for the camera guys, it also depends on what your backdrop is. So if it was sort of a, what they call a wide shot, you know, they're sort of a bit further back and you've got a bit of space. But I know one date I was on, <laughs> it was Hot Dad Dan who was on my <laughs> date filming this one. Lucky you. Yeah, lucky me. <laughs> Him and a guy I was dating. Oh, gosh, it was overwhelming. But he, he was right in our face like you and I sitting what I don't know half, half a meter apart, apart and he was th- that was the distance between that me is really and, yeah it was he was very very close yeah wow. so it, it just varied sometimes <laughs> they were further away and sometimes they were up close it depended on sort of the location I guess yeah, yeah yeah or what shot they were trying to get but I think also working with them for such a long time you become great friends you do you so become you, really close yeah you're not you're not paranoid about not them being at all there. You, you know that they're there and they're nice people and Absolutely. that's okay and there's no judgment I mean these men heard things about me that you know you tell your best girlfriends and the whole of Australia will also learn that's exactly right yeah so it's um yeah it's, it's such a different experience but they do the producers are great they make you feel really comfortable there was no part that I felt manipulated or scripted or anything like that that That's people wonderful. seem to think happens on reality TV which I'm sure it does happen on yeah. particular shows but this show for me I didn't feel any kind of manipulation or scripted and people say oh you're worried about how you're going to be portrayed no not at all because I was myself and I was I was 100% authentically me and of course they can edit but I know the the heart <laughs> of what this show yeah, is yeah. you know yeah. And and it's that yeah. us four women, are, we have to be the heroes. Like it's you know we don't hate each other. There's no bitchiness. There's no and and the show wouldn't work if if they, they didn't cast us to be like that. You know, so yes. I'm not worried at all about how I'm going to be portrayed. Although you know, some dates I feel were slightly embarrassing. But you know that's real life. Yes. Like you have bad dates in real life. So and I hope women normal. can relate to it. And that's the key thing. There, it's all about you know, the person who's watching the television can relate to you. Yes. Because there will be women who will sit and watch and go, that is so me. Yes. I've been in that circumstance or I've felt that before. Yes. Or, or seeing your vulnerability and going, I know exactly how that feels. Yes. And there's something very special mm. about that too. Mm. And you can hold your head high and say, you know what, I was me. I would much rather, personally for myself, Emma, be, and I know you would agree, be mm. myself be yes. authentic and and want to make a positive difference. They're putting up a front of a huge, hugely different personality because in the end, what does where does that get you? That's exactly Nowhere. right. Nowhere. Absolutely. In the end, the, the truth will come out. That's right. That's exactly right. And that's a, that is exactly right. 
Hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's look really at you good. being all motivational. <laughs> you should be a life coach as well. I should be. Look, you know, I'll think. But all honesty, Add it to I mean, I do. Life. That's it. I'll just shove it down there. But in all honesty, like I do, I do love the work that I do, and I get to talk to a lot mm. of people, um, especially young girls as well. And so it's something that I'm really, really passionate yeah, about. Yeah, And I've absolutely. gone through a lot in my life, so yes. I've learned a lot about going through the ups and downs, peaks and troughs. So, yes, yes. You know, and you're and you're very much the same as well. I know you've gone through a lot. So mm. I do want to ask you a bit about that. Mm. A little bit about your backstory. Why did you apply for this show? Because obviously something triggered inside of you that went, I'm ready for this. Can you tell us what sort of your journey leading up to that moment? Yeah, sure. So I was married at 20 and divorced at 25. And I married a beautiful man, but we just weren't right for each other. I grew up in the church and it's very common in the Christian church circle to get married quite young. Um, and that's exactly what we did and I, it just wasn't right. So I was, I had quite severe depression throughout most of our marriage and lots of anxiety. I was quite overweight. I was just really, I just, I was not healthy. I wasn't, wasn't good in the head. Um, so we separated when I was 24, divorced 25, 26 and then... Um, and I met you around that point. You did. You met me while I was still married. I think yes, it was probably it was, you're coming six out months the before we separated. Yeah. I think I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, then after my marriage, I was in a relationship. So I went from one end of the spectrum to the other. So my first, my first, my only husband, my ex-husband, um, <laughs> we, we had a great teamwork. We were, we worked well together. It worked, but there was no foundational love, passion. There was no real, I didn't, I don't, I wasn't in love with him. And then my relationship. Did you love him then? You loved him as a person? I think I, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, you get, you know, you can in a relationship get very comfortable and it's just it's very routine and it's comfortable and he's the person that I go home to at night we had a house we had a dog we'd built a life with around each other but at the core of it I just I was not happy um and it took me I knew probably for four years of the relate like the marriage that it which wasn't is majority right. majority really. of it yeah but it took me that long to leave because I wanted to try I wanted to know that we'd tried everything you know before it fell apart and that's credit to you too thank because, you because you know in all honesty in relationships when you look at especially the stats of, of divorce and those sorts of things, it's quite high. Mm. But the difference is you didn't just throw in the towel at no. the first instance and went, I've had enough, see you later, alligator. No. Yeah. You went, what can we do to improve, to see if there's longevity, yes. if there is, if we can keep the spark alive. Yes. And that's credit to you because some people don't want to even try. Yes. They just give up at the first instance. And throw in the towel. So yeah. you can actually say to yourself, well, I gave it a really good shot. I gave it all that I could. Yes. You know, and you can, you can move away from that and knowing, well, I did my best. That's right. And that's exactly how I feel. I know that there's no what ifs, you know, because I know that we really did try. And, and, and my ex-husband did too. He put in just as much effort, you know, and it's sad. it was horrible the day I left was absolutely excruciating he didn't want it to end you know he was incredibly in love with me and it's awful to know that you are hurting someone who you do care deeply for and who you do love but it's just not right the relationship and 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 it wasn't fair on him either that I stay purely because we're married you know he deserved a wife who loved him who wanted to give him the life that he wanted and I just couldn't do that do you think that you changed a lot as a person throughout the four or five years or you evolved? Because, I mean, you got mm. married at 20. Yeah, I was very young. So, you know, your, your body's changing, let alone your yes. mindset. You're growing as a person. You're, you're figuring out what you want to do as a career. Yes. So I'm guessing there was were changes. Absolutely. I, I started in therapy as well at 21 because I knew things weren't right. And I had a fantastic psychologist who I, you know, still know today and, and worked alongside for a very long time. Uh, so I did a lot of inner work, a lot lot of understanding my own wounds why I behave the way I do what I need in a partner what I want in a partner because it's very different dif- big differences between what you want and what you need um, so I evolved and changed a lot and I think 
that's what really also affirmed for me that we just weren't right for each other because I'd sort of become this person so different to who I was when I was 20, which obviously you always grow at, throughout life in a marriage and that's oh, what I've sure, had people say to me, sure. oh, but you always change, Emma, you're always yeah. growing and evolving. But if you don't have that foundational connection and, you know, chemistry and pa- like that, that thing, that, that, that fire, that almost, fire yeah. that's like undergirding everything... It's just not going to work. And that's how it was for me. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to bring children into that. I didn't want to be 40 and miserable just in a routine marriage. I wanted more for my life than that. So, yeah, it was an awful day when I left, but I knew I was doing the right thing. And it's funny, the day that I left, I for the first time felt this kind of freedom that I was actually living authentically for the first time and making a decision that was authentic to me for the first time. So, And that must have been liberating. Very liberating, very liberating. And then my relationship after that um, was the complete opposite where I was incredibly deeply in love with this man. I, we had the, such a strong connection, soulmates, like just so madly in love. But the practicality of the relationship just didn't work. It became toxic. So, you know, we just, we, we triggered each other. We set each other like off. Like long distance? No, no, it was, it was, um, we, we live, we're both from Melbourne, but we just, you know, certain behaviours, like, ju- we just, it, it was just. So you had the fire. Had the fire, but, but no not stability. the Yeah, the teamwork, yeah. So okay. it was the opposite to my husband, my ex-husband, yeah. which in a way was affirming for me, though, because I was like, right, I'm not crazy. There are people out there that you can have this deep, connected love mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that relationship lasted about two and a half years, or two years, and, um, you know. That's still quite a while. Still too. quite a while, and again, I desperately wanted that to work, and so did he, but it got to a point where we realised we were poisonous for each other. Mm-hmm. It just, we just. We were so in love, but it was just toxic. And um, we couldn't give each other what each other needed. We was we wanted different things long-term in a way, and it just it just wasn't working. And so I left that relationship um, last year, start of last year, and it was probably four months after that that I was... My dad was getting married, actually, and um, I was writing the speech for his wedding, and I thought, isn't this funny? I'm writing the speech for my 60-year-old father's, uh, you know, wedding, and here am I single and divorced at 27. <laughs> The glass of wine in hand. Just the imagery was off, you know. You thought, well, how is this? What's happening? You know? Is this an alternative universe? Yes. Yeah. And the casting call for Single Wives came on Channel 7. I had the TV on in the background. And I thought... While you were writing the speech. While I was writing the speech, yeah. Wow, that's serendipitous. Yes, it was. It was. Here's like, the answer. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I thought, why not? I'll give it a go. So, and so I applicated, just went from strength to strength, you know, interview, Skype, phone call, on camera, you know, medical test, psych test. I thought once they did the psych test, they'd boot me out for sure. You had to do a medical and psych <laughs> medical test. Medical and psych. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know that you have to do that for the army and all mm. that, but I didn't think you have to do that for reality. But I guess yep. I'd have to do that yep. to because it's make an sure you... well, it's an incredibly um, intense experience. So yes. they need, I think, they need to make sure that you are of sound mind and yes. that you've got support around you and yep. that you are making a sound decision. You know, for, for, for your yourself, life. which yep. it's really important that they do I that because they do we're it. dealing with real people here. Yes, you know, with real emotions, and you yes. can't afford to play play games no that's exactly yeah. right so that it was very yeah it was an intense process to actually get get to filming <laughs> yeah um and then it just all it was one of those things where you know I I got on set on day one and I just sort of looked to the heavens and went how did I even get here you know and I'm a person of very strong faith and I think that's when you know it, it is a purposeful thing that it was meant to happen because yes. 
I feel like I didn't even do it. I just ended up there day one. Yeah. Here I am on set, ready to go. Like, how this did is this? amazing. Yeah. So I feel it was definitely a you know meant to be. I think yeah. um, scenario, which is also why I'm not worried about how it's going to air because I you know, know it's meant to be. that I was supposed to do it. Yeah. And I want to ask you as well because you just said you know you're still a very faith filled person. Now, obviously, you know you said you grew up in in the church and mm. all that sort of thing. As did I myself yeah. too. Yeah. And I think, and I'm still a very much a faith filled person as well. And it's great to see that even though you've gone through the ups and downs and all that sort of stuff of marriage and whatever, you still feel that. And that's really yes. important. And that's once again credit to you because, you know, obviously I haven't had the same circumstances yourself, but mm. I still feel like in all the ups and downs, I have this connection to God. And I love yes. that, you know, and that relationship. And I think it's really important. And it's great yeah. to see that for you two, you've yeah. still got that. Oh, I, I couldn't, I would be a, an utter, my life would be an utter mess if I didn't have, <laughs> if I didn't have my relationship with God. I think mm. I... You know, a lot of people, you know, I can see, you know, there was a lot of, um, not a lot of support that I got from the church or Christian people in my life when I did separate, but that's not God, that's people, you know? And so I think that's a really big thing that we get confused with. And, you know, people have their behaviours and their beliefs, whatever, but that's not God, you know? And, um, yeah, my faith probably is stronger now than it's maybe ever been, having gone through, gone through all of this. And I know when I left my marriage, I... I, I just had this imagery of I was just I was like had my eyes shut and I just was holding on to God's hands and just saying right you just lead me because I don't even know what I'm doing I just don't even know I just have but I have to I have to do this I have to leave and when I when I did separate it was the first time I really understood grace really fully understood God's grace because what is grace to you I just felt that you know I just felt this sense of of God saying you know what Em it's okay I knew this was going to happen, but I know you needed to go through this journey. I knew on your wedding day this was going to happen, but it's okay. I've still got you. And it was the first, you know, you talk about grace as a Christian and in the church and, you know, that word gets thrown around a lot. But for me, that was the first time I really got it for myself in my own, you know, life. That's beautiful. Mm. I think that's, once again, you've hit the nail on the head because sometimes you have to go through some really dark and turbulent times yes. to be able to see really the how great, God is. And yes. I know I don't often talk about, you know, faith on this on these podcasts. In mm. fact, I don't really at all. But mm. it's really nice to for those and if and look, I've got friends who are Buddhist, atheists, Absolutely. everything in between. Yes. But as long as you've found whatever that is that's what right. is for you and that's you feel right. confident in that, then that's great. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think people call God all different kinds of things. You oh, know? universe. I, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I love it. So the other thing I want to ask you about as well mm. is what is now that you've gone actually now that you've gone through the show and you've come out of the other side what are your non-negotiables when entering into a relationship because I'm sure you've got a sound understanding of that now. yes I do I do I think um for me I and I, I talk about this on the show a lot <laughs> um I'm really no. <laughs> I've been asked this question so many times um <laughs> but I for me you know, I made such a sensible decision with my ex-husband, you know, he was a good man, he would have been a good father, he was good with money, he was stable, he had a good job, etc., etc. the list goes on, but we didn't have a connection. And for me, I have to have that undergirding, you know, connection with someone. And I need someone who does have an openness to spirituality and who does have a bit of depth to them, you know, someone who loves people and, you know, wants to understand people as well because, you know, I'm a social worker by trade essentially and I want someone who understands the importance of relationships and supporting people. So I think I I want a man with a lot of depth, you know, and 
I don't want to just make the right decision. I don't want to just find a good man and make the right decision because he's a good man. And there, you know, in the past before the show, I had, you know, dated a couple of guys who were like that. They were good, solid, stable men, but I didn't feel that fire, that connection with them. And I thought, I can't do this again. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fall back into that trap. So other than that, I don't really have, like, people say, what it's are you... It's very broad, which is a great it's thing. Broad because it can bring in lots of different people. That's right. And I think you can't be, you know, you can have your sort, you sort of can have your non-negotiables, but at the same time, you've got to be flexible with that because everyone's got a story and a history and particularly at my age, you know, like my How late 20s. I'm yeah. 28, 28, you know. Yeah. So people have got, like, I've had to think about, you know, potentially, you know, before the show, like when men that I was meeting, they might have had children or even men on the show, they might have had children or like me, I'm divorced, you know, so people sort of say, what are your deal breakers? And I go, I don't really know if I, if I have them, but I need a man who can communicate, you know, someone who can sort of open up to me and not shut down. I I don't cope well when men shut down. You and I are both very talkative people. Yes. So I understand that because if I couldn't have a like a proper conversation with somebody even if it's a friend yes and and we're having conversation it's not going anywhere I'm like oh you're lovely but there's just you know <laughs> what I mean something missing it's something missing I'm like I need clean. to talk if I feel like I haven't yeah. you know clocked up enough words and it's yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. not really no, I know do you know exactly what I mean it's you just, mean. yeah yeah and and I you know you want to feel connected yeah. I, I I think I have a bit of a wound within me that if if I can't I need to feel connected you know and if yeah. I feel like someone's shutting down on me I just I don't cope at all yeah especially when it comes to relationships for me as well I one thing I don't like is small talk Oh, yeah, no, me either. I, I, I'm I, straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to get deep. Yeah. I want to know everything. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like small talk. I just feel like people want to say more, but they don't know how to. And yes. especially in like party situations or yes. meeting someone the first time, it's the, oh, what do you do? Yes, you know, do you have any that, family? Yes. Do you live at home? Do you live in? Yes. You know, and it's just, that, yeah. And that was one thing Matthew was really great in terms of talking about for on a first date. He said, always ask someone why. Get to know the why. If they tell you that they're a concreter, ask them why. <laughs> if they it. tell you that they've, you know, oh, no, I live, at, I live out of home just, but, oh, why? Why did you buy your own place? That's really cool. You know, ask the why questions because you do, and in dating the world, the first date can be so annoying because it does feel like it's just that small talk, getting like the checklist, getting to know, you know, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. live, what you do for a job, how many siblings you've got, you know, and it just, it can get boring. So, and being curious, that was the other thing he said going into dates. I'm someone who can walk into a date and just start to, you know, think about, oh, would they be a good husband? Would they be a good father of the children? Can they help pay the mortgage job? You know, like, just relax, yes. Emma. Just relax, you take, know. Take a chill pill. Take a chill pill <laughs> and just be curious about getting to know somebody else. That was that really helped me on those, you know, first few dates on the show as well. Just what, be curious. What else did he say? Do you oh. think, uh, Matthew, say in terms of that maybe was really enlightening for you? Because I love the idea of why. Because mm. when you say, how are you, someone can say, I'm good. Then you say, why are you good? Yes. You know, straight away they can't answer with the one word. That's exactly right. Oh, I mean, they right. probably could if they're, in, you know, innovative in their words. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard to do. It's very hard. It's very hard. And I think he, another sort of tip he gave in terms of men, he said, men love to help. Get them to do you a favour. If you're standing at the bar and you need to get, you know, the money out of your purse, just say to the guy standing next to you, if you think he's hot and you want to talk to him, could you just hold my jacket? Could you just hold my jacket for a second? I've just mm-hmm. got to get my purse. In. And instantly he said, that man will feel like he's helping, like he's providing, like he's protecting you in a way. And it's within the first 20 seconds of meeting you. But that's a great mm-hmm. way to start conversation, but also just sort of boost him up enough 
to, you know, feel like he may, oh, I'm helping her out. Men get yeah. a, lot, a lot from that. So it was, That's great. Isn't it? It's just those sort of little things. You know, I, oh, do you mind just taking a photo of me and my girlfriend, you know? Can you just take a photo of us? And they feel like they're helpful. Yeah. Absolutely, you know? I think that's great too because often, I mean, I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes for myself, although I am married, so this is not the right circumstance, <laughs> but I like to sometimes try and do things on my own. Like, oh, I can do it, Dora, I'm happy to do yes. it. I want to be the one that helps. But yes. I think sometimes we have to go you know what, I'm going to take a step back. I'm yes. going to let you lead. That's exactly right. Yes. And that's one thing I love in a man. I love a man who's a leader. And he, that's something that we said to Matthew and he said or a lot of women say to him is that they feel they don't want to do the work. Like why do I have to go and talk to the guy? Why can't he just come and talk to me? And one thing Matthew said is men will never come and talk to you. They will not. You need to give them permission. You've got to give them permission to come and approach you at a bar, in the supermarket, at the dog park. You can meet people anyway. you just <laughs> got to know how. Yeah. You know, that's what he's really big on. Um, and one thing he said, he said, back in the 1940s, a woman would see a man across the road who she liked the look of and she'd just drop her handkerchief and he would come over. For real. For real. So it's a bit like the Marilyn Monroe thing where, you know, you yes. just drop it. Oh, my, oh my handkerchief. Exactly. Oh, that's oh, right. Charlie. That's exactly yeah. right. He'll come over, pick it up, feel like the saviour of the day oh. and you'll act oblivious. Oh, thank you so much. Ra, ra. I didn't realise that I fell out of my pocket. That's exactly right. Whereas the woman, right from the start, she's dropped the handkerchief. So you've just, mm. we've just got to drop the handkerchief. So we've got to go back to the 1940s. Basically. In a lot of <laughs> more ways than we realise. That's a really, really cool. Isn't it? What, what could you do then? Like, obviously, handkerchief we don't really carry around no we don't I mean you could drop your phone but you don't want to crack the screen it's a bit complicated isn't it so something that matters maybe a scarf yes that could be yes that could actually that's not a bad one drop the jacket but one thing is he said you know when a guy comes in give eye contact if a guy walks Mm. into a bar or again into the bank like it can be anywhere we sort of think that we've got it we can only pick up men at night time at a bar in the city you could pick up a guy at the library men don't just go there. no well we're in the library recording <laughs> yes. right now so maybe when we finish the show we'll spend a few minutes <laughs> i can shouting scouting the, the biz hub and seeing who's around <laughs> things like you know give i'll be your wing girl <laughs> <laughs> you know give the eye contact give give it twice though so it's giving him permission to come right. in when you're standing at a bar don't have closed body language have open body language you know things like getting the guy to hold your jacket while you pay you don't actually need him to hold your jacket you can put it over your arm or maybe you let him pay point. Or suggest he pay. <laughs> Maybe I'm my, my, uh, Matthew Hussey on the inside. Who knows? I mean, I'm incarnated. I love it though. But I think there's some really great tools. Yes, and that's the great thing about the show is it's practical, real-life advice yeah. that you could go out tomorrow morning after watching an episode and with the, even, you know, a guy on the train. If you just say, as Matthew says, just say something. Just say. Don't say something. No, don't say that. <laughs> yes, we won't get literal. <laughs> Don't go and do Don't that, Don't go girl. say something. <laughs> and then put my name to it. Don't do that. <laughs> I said something. And it didn't work. It failed miserably. Oh, but, but you know, say, and, yeah. yeah, just say, oh, gosh, it's cold today, isn't it? Give men permission yeah. to actually interact with you. So I think yeah. that's the modern day way of dropping the handkerchief. And you don't have to be divorced for this. And I know no. that the single wives is for divorced women. But even if you're in your early 20s Absolutely. or in your late 40s, 50s, yeah. this, this applies. Absolutely. I've had a lot of, um, I've got a lot of friends who are in the, you know, 50-year-old 50, 50 age bracket, and they've sort of said, oh, I wish they'd do a show like this for people my age. And I've said, no, this show is for people your age. This yeah. show is for women of every age, every age and every experience and stage of life. I think there are a lot of things that, that all different kinds of women will get out of it. It's fantastic. I'm mm. so excited. So now that this show is about to air on national television and everyone's going to know your name... <laughs> 
I mean, let's face it, everyone's going it's to know your name. such an odd concept for me. Yeah, Jeez, how does it make I, you feel? I just still don't believe it. Like, I'm sort of like, oh, people aren't, like, they'll watch the show, but, you know, I get a few extra Instagram followers, but, you know, people aren't going to recognise me. And all the people in the industry tell me I'm mad, and they're like, no, they will. They, I think they will. People will. They will recognise you. And I think because this show is so different to what's out there, people will really be drawn to it and get quite hooked on it, which is yeah. a great thing. But, yeah, I'm a bit, um, I don't know if I'm in denial about it maybe, but I do feel feel like my life is about to change it's sort of like the the pre-birthing stage before you go into labor <laughs> maybe whatever that stage is the babies that you know the tv show yeah yeah that's right so yeah. I'm a bit I'm a bit nervous but I go back to what I said earlier is that I know there is a, there was a lot of purpose in me doing this show for reasons that I don't necessarily know about just um, yet just yet so I have to rest in that and know that you know and trust that trust the process of what the next you know few months are going to be yeah it's so exciting so what what are you wanting to do out of this show oh I don't know I think you know I I have a real um I do have a real passion for women who uh have been through divorce or who have been through heartache and I think a lot of the time when we come out of a situation like that we don't always deal with it in a, in a in a way that's really helpful for ourselves internally and sure. so I would like to be a part of you know a bit of you know a that movement space. as such or that space where I can support women and open up space for us to all talk honestly about that and get the shame away from it I'm so sick of women feeling shameful and I was one of them you know for the fact that their marriage has failed I think as a woman that's you know you really you do feel a sense of failure and certain people in your life don't help with that either and so I want to be able to create a space where we can get rid of the shame talk about it honestly deal with the wounds that are there and rebuild ourselves you know to actually then walk back out into the dating world or into our life into the new career or whatever it might be as as healed and whole women and live from a place of healing rather than a place of hurt so it's so beautiful Emma. if I can use this platform to do that then I, th- I think it's gonna work I, I, yeah. I, just get, I just get this feeling deep down I'm, I'm sure it will work so how can people get in touch with you or follow your journey especially mm. now the shows are, are going to be starting very soon yes yeah, so it's on uh, channel 7 uh, but my Instagram is at Emma Isabella uh, and my Facebook is Emma Wynn, W-Y-N-N-E. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, ha- I'll get a website and all that ready too. It's sort of in the process of happening at the moment and an email for that. But so you jump basically the they just Google you. If you well, I don't, there's actually another Emma Wynn in the media sphere on ABC. Really? Yeah, she's a journalist. Yeah, she's on NPR. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, funnily enough. So if you go through the socials. And NPR is Channel 7. So yeah. Two Channel 7. Two Channel 7 so Emma Wynn's. Yeah. I didn't think Wynn was that popular last name neither did I but apparently it is there the is. first name as well well I think now if they type Emma Wynn single the single wives it's going to come yeah, up with you yeah yeah, yeah 100%. that's true <laughs> before I let you go I always ask my interviewees this question and that is what is that one quote or motivational motto that you feel best sums you up as a person or mm. really relates to the mission in your life oh wow that is such a good question you know there's it's actually on (laughs) funnily enough I don't know it off by heart but it's on my Instagram profile have you got my Instagram I don't have my photo it is it's about vulnerability and uh, you know there is the my journey on the single wives really does hone in on the idea of vulnerability um you say here it is well you might as well say yes oh there we are when your intuition is roaring loud follow it 
And I think that has been a testament to my life. Every time I have followed my intuition, including for this show, including for leaving my, the two relationships, etc., etc., life has worked impeccably, incredibly well. So I'd say that's it. I think it's a pretty <laughs> sensational motivational quote, isn't it? It's I a, don't know who I don't know who said it. But you just coined it as your own. <laughs> Slightly change the words around and suddenly it's Emmy Isabella's, so it's fine. (laughs) Emma, thank you so much for coming on the Promenade With Me podcast. It was a pleasure interviewing you. Thank you, G. I loved it. It was great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And like we say at the end of every episode, guys, always remember to dream big and boldly and watch this new show coming up. Don't forget, Single Wives, Channel 7. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Promenade With Me podcast. Subscribe to the show by the iTunes podcast app, Stitcher or TuneIn. While you're there, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. That way, more amazing ladies can find us. Got a question you'd like us to cover or a person you'd love us to interview? We'd love to hear from you. Simply drop us a message on Facebook or Instagram or simply tag us at Promenade With Me using the hashtag PWMPodcast. And remember, always dream big and boldly. 